All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash ownyourstyle. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox and Tiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful thing. Laugh a little more thing. Tight, tighten up your core Said he can't. You're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Okay, it's Thursday again, so we got another four things podcast. So today we're gonna be running through an interview with Jeremy Cowart. Like he is a super famous photographer. In fact, he's been named most influential photographer on the internet before by places like Forbes and Yahoo and Huffington Post. And he's photographed like super famous people like Taylor Swift and Carrie Underwood and the Kardashians. And he's got great stories, but he also has or is making a major impact in this world with photography. And we're going to talk about all the cool things that he's done and this really cool hotel idea that he has. I mean, this guy is pretty inspiring. So I hope you enjoy my little chat with him. We're also going to talk about a motivation hack. Let's see what the guac. Yeah, I'm calling it that because it's talk about avocado. Get it? What the guac? Like guacamole? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then this cracker that you need to be eating because it's like full of fiber and it makes you feel full or something. Which speaking of crackers and food, Lisa from at the well necessities who has come on the podcast before uh, a couple of times. And I know when she's on 
her mission of Fork the Noise has come up. It's a, a class that you can take online where it just teaches you to shut off the noise in your head when it comes to food, like put a fork in it, you're done. I mean, I don't know that she says that per se, but I'm going to go ahead and say that. And I want to tell you all about something she's doing super special for you, my listener. She created, because there was such good feedback from y'all and her wisdom when it comes to just modern day mindful eating, which she kind of describes it as like, I want you to just sit back for a second and imagine what it'd be like to be around like chocolate or regular pasta. Maybe it's not even gluten-free or pizza and like be around it and not feel guilty or not feel like you have to have this crazy amount of willpower to not you know, eat it. Like you could actually maybe keep Oreos in your home and you don't have to like keep stuff out of sight, out of mind. And I also learned from Lisa that we make like 200 food choices a day. And that is literally a nightmare if you're obsessed with controlling what you eat, which Lisa's been there. I've been there. A lot of you listening, maybe you have been there and that can just be, uh, it's like, it's an, it's, such an energy sucker. It's a good time sucker. Like you miss out on life events because you're like freaking out about, well, what am I going to eat there at that party and blah, blah, blah. And I think I put on Instagram, I don't think I've shared on the podcast yet. Maybe. I don't, I don't think, but like I ate a turkey sandwich over uh, my vacation when I was in Colorado a couple of weeks ago. And this is one of those things where you're just kind of in the moment because that's all that was being offered for lunch. We had gone hiking. There was like 15 people. Somebody else brought all the food and they brought stuff to make turkey sandwiches. And I can't even tell y'all the last time I had a turkey sandwich, but it was, and I probably would not have had it had I not recently had had Lisa on the podcast. I would have just been like, "Mm, I guess I'll get some lettuce and this tomato here and maybe put some mustard on it. And is that bread gluten-free? And I don't know. It just would have been this whole energy sucking process. And I would have been annoying and no fun to be around. And I just, I would have been hungry. And then that turns into hangry. So anyway, because Lisa had come on and talked to me about modern mindful eating. And it's like, if that's what's there and it actually does, if it had been something there that didn't even sound appealing to me, then I don't think it would have been an issue. But part of me was like, huh, maybe I kind of miss having a turkey sandwich. Like, why am I not having it? I'm in the mood for it. Let's see what this is all about. Cause I have forgotten. And I made a turkey sandwich And like everyone in my family was staring at me like, what the heck is happening right now? Amy's making a turkey sandwich. My husband was like cheering me on and smiling because he knows that sometimes my anxiety that I have around food that I can't control. And he was like so proud of me. And it's like I was like spreading the mayo and like putting the turkey on the bread and whatever. And he was like, that's my girl. You got this. That's my girl. And so then I got the turkey sandwich and I ate it. And it was amazing. Like It was so good. Now I'm not freaking out about the turkey sandwich. Like I had it. It was great. If I ever get in the mood for one again, I guess I'll have it. And now I know that my body's not going to fall apart because I ate a turkey sandwich. And it was actually really awesome. I even had a few chips on the side. It's pretty clutch, but that's because I was really trying to practice what Lisa teaches. And she teaches in the fork, the noise course is that, you know, when you put something off limits, then you obsess over it. Like if I have for some reason been like, oh, turkey sandwiches are off limits. And then I looked at it as like some sort of like cheat situation for me. I would have maybe normally eaten the turkey sandwich and that would have derailed me. And I would have been like, well, 
I already ruined it. I had a turkey sandwich. I had the bread. I had the chips. So I might as well have the cookies and the ice cream and the what are the kids eating and the Cheetos and and it would have like been this domino effect. Follow me. Well, it wasn't. I ate the turkey sandwich. I got full and I moved on with my day. And I think I ended up having like a healthy dinner. Like it didn't derail my day. And I know that you're right now, you're probably thinking, wait, I'm so confused because a turkey sandwich sounds healthy. (laughs) But like I swore off lunch meat like a long time ago because I thought it was bad. And then like having two slices of bread on like a sandwich and mayonnaise and then the chips, like it normally that would have thrown me and it didn't. And I credit my uh, conversations and my, some of the research that I've done with Lisa and her modern mindful eating approach. So all this to say, definitely rambling here, but uh, Fork the Noise is her program. And she, it is, if you want to register and be a part of it, if this is you, I think there's like maybe 10, only 10 or 12 slots open or something. I don't even know if some of those have filled up, but she does have a special discount for you guys. And you just have to go to amy.forkthenoise.com. So that's a custom URL just for us. And that's where you'll see the savings. And I don't know. I just feel like if this is something you feel like you need in your life, like a course that'll help you out and allow you to enjoy life more, then I think you should check it out. And thank you, Lisa, for offering that discount to my listeners. Okay, so I guess now that that is said, we'll we'll get on to the podcast I really, really think y'all are going to love Jeremy. Like, he's he's the bee's knees. First thing. That's right. Ah. Okay, so as promised, Jeremy Cower is here and super excited. And before we even going on, I'm like, oh, so how do you introduce yourself? Because, like, I think I was calling you a celebrity photographer, um, but you have so much more in your life than than, than that. And you, you're, you're an artist, you're a creator, you're... A visionary. I'm just professionally ADD. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Were you officially diagnosed ever? You know, I, I wasn't, but both of my brothers were, and I think I'm even worse than them. So I'm just assuming that it's official. And do you thought, think that that played into some of your stuff as a kid, like not um, just some background? And there's a video on YouTube that I would encourage all of you to go watch, and we'll link it at radioamy.com so you can find it, but it's called I'm Possible. Mm-hmm. And that's what was like that inspired your book, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So in that video is where I learned that, you know, you weren't, you struggled in school Mm -hmm. big time. And so do you think that ADD played a role? Probably so. I just wasn't wired like the other kids in terms of, yeah, ADD. I mean, I was very quiet uh, and I was just always in Jeremy land, just always daydreaming and very creative and um so yeah grades my grades weren't awful but they weren't good either just kind of an average b c sometimes d student you know um and i just blended in and so i just never thought i'd be good at anything because i based my value on my grades um so i had to kind of unlearn that over time but but yeah just kind of an average kid yeah and then it was kind of at your parents encouragement like going into more of an uh the computer programming type stuff or like Photoshop, Photoshop or what was yeah. it specific, like Photoshop. And mm. then it's just, just to fast forward through like how you got to photography. It was like, you did, um, you did that and you worked for some ad agencies. And then, um, then you started working in the music industry doing like web design, mm-hmm. lay, um, Photoshopping for like Graphic CD design, covers, album, album covers. covers yeah. 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 And then you got a camera. 
Yep. Uh-huh. And then people started paying you to take pictures and you're like, what is happening? But I think, and I don't know if I missed this part in the video, but was it like, because of your relationships with the record companies, like doing maybe the graphic design side, is that how you got in with the photography and then you were able to photograph people like Sting and Taylor Swift and... I don't know. I mean, really, well, and the Kardashians, like they're on the list too. <laughs> but random. so how, how did that start? Yeah, it was all uh, accidental. You know, living in Nashville, I first, you know, quit my ad agency job to start designing for my friends. I uh, went to college with Dave Barnes and then I remember when he met Matt Words. And so I would just do their. Okay. Uh, so he was kind of a foot in the door there. Yeah, I mean, just all my just being in Nashville, all my buddies were musicians, and so I would start designing for them. They would get signed to labels. The labels would then hire me, and over time, you know, I, I bought my first digital camera and just fell in love with shooting whatever around me, textures. And then my friends would ask me to shoot for them, and so it just was all very organic and you know happenstance. And um, one thing led to another. Then I got a job uh, where I beat out a Hollywood agent. And her roster of photographers, and then that took me to that next level of shooting for TV networks and movie companies and all that. Mm -hmm. And so through your photography, some really cool things have happened. And I, I think it's because you just were like, there's got to be, there's more to this than just mm -hmm. like taking these pictures. Pictures tell a story and people have, there's so many stories. And I love the various projects that you've done. Um one in particular I want to talk about because I think it was so fascinating. Again, it was it was in the video was the forgiveness project mm -hmm. in Rwanda. Yeah. Um. So why don't we you tell people about that and then how how you thought of that and the, that happened after the Haiti one, right? Mm -hmm. Haiti yeah. was the first. Yeah. Um. So maybe actually we should start there. Which side note, Jeremy has adopted from Haiti as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we have that in common, which is the first time I ever met Jerry. Uh, Jeremy was over at the Hamilton's house mm -hmm. and there was some people magazine shoot yeah, some on random yeah. adoption yeah. that Scott and Tracy were doing and we were all there. And uh, so that's the first time I ever met you. But um, and how many kids did y'all adopt? We adopted two. We have four total. Four total adopted two. So I think we're going to do. A, an adoption talk separate from this yep. and it'll air at an, at another time because I feel like that's a world people are very curious about mm -hmm. and you and I have that in common. Mm -hmm. So I guess with the project side, we'll start with Haiti because the earthquake had happened and you decided to go because, you know, uh, they had a story to tell and like yeah. you were here and like it, the technology, the days, like we can just kind of tweet out whatever. Well, they couldn't do that. So like your thing behind that was I'm going to go and I'm going to help them tell their story. Yeah. Yeah, at the time, uh, Twitter was still pretty new. I mean, even most of my friends weren't on Twitter yet, but I'm always an early adapter. And so, yeah, when the earthquake struck, I was like, I want to go down and give the people of Haiti a chance to have a visual microphone of sorts because the media was just really telling the statistical side of everything, and I wanted to share the stories. Um, so, yeah, I kind of on a whim decided to get down there right after the earthquake. Um and use photographs to act as a visual message of sorts where I'd have people literally pick up a piece of rubble and write on it with art markers, you know. And so, um, yeah, I spent about two weeks down there doing that project. It really took off and got a ton of publicity. And, um, 
you know, that led me to wanting to do a lot more of those projects because they were so fulfilling, much more so than shooting the next celebrity, you know. Um, so that really planted the seed of wanting to use my work for good. Mm-hmm. And so that led to the project in Rwanda, the forgiveness yes. project. Yeah. My friend uh, Laura Waters Henson was doing a, she had just done a documentary uh, called As We Forgive, talking about the uh, the extreme forgiveness people were doing over in Rwanda after the 94 genocide. And uh, so I was like, I sh- we should do what I just did in Haiti, but with your people in Rwanda. So, um, but yeah, these people are, you know, going through this program to forgive each other for murder, which wow. is just crazy. I can't imagine taking a picture with somebody who killed my brother or my parents, you know. Um, but that's a level of reconciliation taking place over there. Yeah. So if you go to Jeremy's website, it's jeremycowart.com. And under ideas, you can scroll and you'll see Forgiveness Project. And that's where you talk about the voices of reconciliation. And some of those pictures are so powerful. Like right now I'm looking at, um, is it Jasper or Gasper? How to say uh, his name? I think, I think Gaspard, um, yeah. Gaspard. So he's locking arms with Innocent, and named after he was forgiven. Mm-hmm. They're like 35 and 38 years old. And yeah, one of them killed the other one's brother. Yeah. In it's the, insane. the genocide. So it's, it's so crazy. And then you have a photo of them. And they're at the scene where it happened. They're at the they're, exact place, yeah, where where the crime took place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, can you imagine that, like in America? I can't. Us, like, no, I have. That's exactly the thought yeah. I had as I was like, "Gosh, it's like almost like only in a place like that." Yeah. Do you? Do I feel like something like that happens? Yeah. Because sure. um, would that happen here? No. Mm-hmm. Unlikely. Unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, these photos are very. Powerful. I encourage y'all to to go check them out. And there's under the ideas. I mean, that's where there's the earthquake relief, hurricane relief. Um, what's child art therapy? Yeah, I uh, collaborated with an organization called Exile International, and they do art therapy with former child soldiers, kids who have been who have been abducted by the army and forced to kill with their own hands and machetes mm. and. Anyway, so this organization goes over there and works with them to process everything and get it out of their systems and through art and to heal, essentially. Um, Our friend Bethany and Matthew Williams are the founders of Exile, and so I worked with them to do another project where we use art therapy to to do do all that and kind of work through what they've they've been through. Yeah, and there's a little bit about that in the YouTube video as well, and it shows... Mm-hmm. some of the art, which is pretty, I mean, you couldn't even show some of the stuff because it was so graphic, like yeah. what they were having to exactly um, relive through oh, the therapy, was, yeah, it was insane. through the drawing. Yeah. But, and those are pieces that then, you know, you kind of, you did some, what'd you call it? Were you, can, you did some Photoshop thing all together and then yeah. you did your art on top. I don't know. It looked extremely I, cool and I, way too, way over my head, but it was amazing. I just do a lot of abstract art. And so, yeah, I took their photos and their portraits and the stories and I combined them all to make these mixed media pieces of art. Yes. So you, ha- again, that's all in the YouTube video too. And it's also on his website. You have to check it out because it's awesome. And then you would then sell that art. Mm-hmm. Sell it to raise more money for them. So hundred percent. That the money went back to their continued therapy. Yeah. 
So, and then, you know, while we're on the, the YouTube video, it's called I'm Possible. That was what jump-started the idea for your book, mm-hmm. which is called I'm Possible, Jumping into Fear and Discovering a Life of Purpose. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, you know, wasn't planning on trying to be an author doing a book, but I got approached uh, by my agent, Esther, and she said, your story is amazing and it needs to be a book, so mm-hmm. can I pitch it? And I was like, sure. I'd agree. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, very accidental, yeah. And so in the... This video, too, is something that you um, mentioned a lot in the beginning is I can't. Well, mm. even even later in life, too, even when you got a camera, you're like, well, I can't. Or even when you had ideas for what you wanted to do, you're like, oh, like a global. This is this is this is amazing that you do this. You'll do this every year when yeah, you get. This okay, we'll be our 10th year. OK. And yeah. you know what I'm talking about. People yeah. are probably like, wait, what global thing? But you had this idea where you wanted to. um gather people and so that they could have their picture taken. Yeah. And then it led to other photographers um, coming and volunteering their talents to mm-hmm. take pictures and people showed up. And when you do something like this in places where they, yeah, they don't have cameras. Yeah. Some places don't really have many mirrors Yeah, and like, they've never seen a photo of themselves. Mm-hmm. And so you're doing it here in the U S but then also around the world. But what made me think of it is because that's a that's a vision that you had an idea you had and you're like a global we're this we're going to take this thing global yeah, like yeah. I can't yeah but then something your dad always told you um, when you were younger and I think that a lot of us I mean if you grew up going to church or your parents um, would give you scripture like mm-hmm. I remember my mom always telling me yeah Philippians four yeah, thirteen yeah. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me but I mean he really that's something that you you did use your dad did give you and um, that you did stick. It stuck mm-hmm. with you and you've used it in various points in your life. Yeah. It kind of became his, his very predictable response to anything. I'm mm-hmm. like, dad, I can't play baseball or I'm, I suck at piano, whatever it was. And he'd be like Philippians four thirteen, And uh, I think just the encouragement of my parents yeah. and the support in that verse, just you start to, you know, you start to, it's confidence building. And so, yeah, over time, I think I did start to believe in myself, um, not only through their encouragement, but they would always, like, literally, you know, support the interest. So when I first expressed interest in art, next thing I know, I had an art table and all the art supplies, like, they were always right on it in supporting my natural interest. And I think that's a huge lesson for parents. I think a lot of times parents are afraid of their artsy kid, you know, and they don't know what to do with it, but if they just support it you know they'll be amazed at what can happen so anyway so yeah they um you know i had this idea for global movement where photographers just gave back to people in need and took their pictures and um so we did it the first year here in nashville and it was amazing just so beautiful and it was so good that i was like this needs to be a global thing because i'm foolishly uh brave i guess um to think that it could go global, but I use the industry, all my peers in the industry to help spread the word on blogs back when blogs were uh, legit. And then, yeah, that first year we were in 44 countries, you know, the first attempt. And ever since then, it's, uh, gosh, it's, it's just exploded. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can, you, it's called Help Portrait. And if anybody browses the hashtag Help Portrait, all one word on Instagram, um, They'll see for themselves the endless stories out there. 
pretty incredible. Yeah. And some people just to give an example too, how it's like can be a game changer for someone. Again, having a photo of themselves maybe they never had. Yeah. Um, but also having a new picture or headshot they can use for an mm-hmm. interview. Yeah. Cause like you know, there's things that we may take for granted that we have. I mean yeah. we can but that's Absolutely. a really big deal. I mean, there are just stories for days, but yeah, people have gotten jobs, people have mailed their pictures to family they haven't seen in decades, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So again, Jeremy's super inspired. Like you've got, I feel like your ideas are not done. Like you have so many cool things that are out there that you've accomplished and you've done and people have been inspired by and they're continuing to go on. And um, then there's the Purpose Hotel. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell people about that because that's an amazing vision. And I want to know like, what, is that something that came to you? Was it a group of friends? Were y'all just sitting around and like, how can we create a space where people can come and they can stay and really every, you know, part of their visit is going to impact the world yeah, in a positive way from yeah. your Wi-Fi supporting going towards human trafficking. Yeah. Well, fighting against it. Fighting. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, supporting yeah, the fight I against. I've said thank the same you. thing. I know. I'm so like, I've had to, oh. learn, <laughs> had to learn my lesson. <laughs> Back yeah. up. So yes. I'm going to support human trafficking. Right. You know what I mean? Against, yeah, yeah. It's going towards uh, the fight. And, yeah. uh, you know, I just feel like even the little and down to the keys, the hotel keys and mm-hmm. giving keys being involved. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all, I'm sure all the decor. I feel like yeah. each room is the plan to sponsor We'll sponsor yeah, a child. We'll sponsor a child and tell their story. Absolutely. Okay. Tell me how the Purpose Hotel came to be in the, uh, the most crazy um, way. Uh, I hate to, you know, over spiritualize it, but I was basically on a photo shoot in Los Angeles. I had moved to Los Angeles for a year. And soon after I got there, I had a photo shoot and I was walking through a hotel in, in Los Angeles for a meeting just walking in my room. And as I walked through the hallway, they had the room numbers designed like old school name tags. Like Mm -hmm. it said, hello, my name is room 121. And I just thought, oh, that's cool that they did that. And then I thought, but it'd be cooler if the room numbers had a story that you could read if you wanted to, if you had the time. And I was like, oh, that could be the story of a child and it gets sponsored a child and tell their story. And then I looked down at my room key and had the idea for the giving keys. And then when I walked in the room, it was like the movie scene where everything transforms in real time. Because I looked at the art, thought of all my humanitarian artist friends. I looked at the, you know, soaps and shampoos, thought of this whole farm here yeah. in Nashville. Um, the internet feed, the desks, you know, the, the blankets. There's nonprofits that do amazing cause-related blankets. And basically the whole room just transformed. The whole, I mean, the whole idea from start to finish was about a 60-second process where it was like a waterfall of vision you know even the name even the tagline that we're still using to this day change the world in your sleep ah. it was all like the purpose hotel change the world in your sleep every product every room you know it's just one of those moments and i uh, remember i sat down for my meeting i was like yo i'm sorry if i'm distracted but i'm having an idea for an entirely new global hotel chain like right now like in this very moment and i just told them as it came off the top of my head and they were all just kind of like speechless, and they're like, uh, that's amazing, um, but we got to do this photo shoot. You know, so um, anyway, and I went home that day, and I told my wife, she's used to my ideas, 
And I have so many ideas that she doesn't really acknowledge them very much. Oh, She's like, uh-huh. oh cool. Uh, I'm running to Target. I'll be back later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this time, and I fully expected her to be like, uh, no, we're not building a hotel. Uh, and so I came home and I started telling her. And she just started crying. Like immediately just started weeping because uh, she got it. You know, she got the vision. And, uh, and she's only probably loved two ideas in our entire marriage of 20 years. Wow. And that was one of them. And I've probably told her about hundreds of ideas because I have them all the time. Um, but yeah, and the other one, the other idea that she loved was Help Portrait, which we just talked about. Mm-hmm. So she has a huge heart. And uh, anytime there's an idea that involves serving others and loving on people, you know, she's she's going to be have the, the that response. And so anyway, uh, but then long story short, I spent, three years in fear of it because it was just so big. I was 35 at the time working for myself. What what freelance artist goes and builds a global hotel chain? You know, like right. it, it, the math didn't make sense. But then in 2015, we decided to start moving towards it, and now we're running towards it with management and architects and designers and all that stuff. Yeah. So here we go. First one will be here in town. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, Nashville's – First stop, but yeah. when you say global, I mean, do you have, have you shared it? I don't know if there's like the other cities that are in mind or where you'd go we next. We have or? talked to a lot of other cities and have even been pitched uh, specific locations, but I think we're just trying to get Nashville. Zone in on this yeah. first one. Yeah. Well, and get it up first and go from there. People that I talk to in town, they're super excited for it. Yeah. And I know, I feel like it's the perfect place because it's people are all coming here. I know a lot yeah. of my listeners, they come to Nashville. So, if they haven't heard of it and they're now hearing of it now mm. and they go and they learn more, I feel like some of them are going to be so excited. And yeah. I know that they'll they'll make it part of their stay. Like yeah. they'll come to Nashville probably even simply to stay at the Purpose Hotel. Like, why are you going to Nashville? Well, there's yeah. this hotel I want to stay at. Yeah. Normally you go for other reasons and you find a hotel. Yeah. I feel like this is a place where people are going to like want to come to the hotel. So then they find things in Nashville mm-hmm. they want to do. Exactly. I mean, I think it's it's that it's special. Be, I mean, the day it opens will be the greatest day of my life, professionally speaking. It's going to be amazing. Is there a day it opens time frame? I mean, we're, we have 22 on the, you know, the target on the calendar, probably summer of 22 as of right now. But mm-hmm. we all know that subject to change. You know, it could be end up being twenty three. Who knows? Well, but. we will be cheering y'all on. Thank you. In the next, like, it's hard to believe that's only a couple years away. Well, so, I just driving, driving into your office. I was at that red light looking up at the new Virgin Hotel. Uh-huh. Our architects did that hotel. Nice. And so it's just fun to think that soon we'll be looking up at the purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I I have goosebumps when I think about it because I feel like even me and my husband and my kids, you know how people do staycations? Yeah. I'm going to come do a staycation. It's amazing. At Purpose Hotel. I wish I could get into, I mean, there's so, so many more ideas that it will do that we haven't even explained yet. I mean, it's so much deeper than just that surface, what the rooms will do. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty special. Okay. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know. Is there uh, any? Yeah, I can share one more idea. Okay. So I, have... I love your ideas. I mean, and people, when you know, when you hear other people's ideas, someone listening, they might be inspired with by something you're saying, like trigger something in their brain, or they'll be encouraged that mm-hmm. like, if I have an idea, I should go for it. Yeah. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if you fail, you're going to learn from it. So yep. that's why I always, that's why I'm really never afraid of failure because I'm still going to gained some huge lessons out of it. I failed a lot in my ideas, that's for sure. 
So another idea that I had probably last year for the hotel, and I remember when I told my kids and wife about this over Mexican food, I like wept. I was so excited about it. Um, so the idea would be that when December rolls around would be to partner with National Rescue Mission, uh, specifically the, the female side where we work with uh, all the moms, single moms and their kids to find out what they want for Christmas. We publish that list to kind of hotel supporters, the city of Nashville, ask people to buy those gifts, right? And then they would come and bring them, wrap them and put them under the tree in the lobby. So we'd have this huge tree in the lobby full of presents. And Christmas Eve, the hotel is no longer open to the public. It's only open to all those women and their children. So the hotel becomes a homeless hotel the most special night of the year and all these moms and their kids stay at the hotel christmas morning they all come down and open gifts from the city of nashville do you see my arms right now <laughs> i do okay yeah. like, how amazing would that no be, it's right? amazing yeah like i that, yeah and so so in cool. every hotel that we build in the future right. would not be open like chick-fil-a is not open on sundays we'll never be open on christmas mm-hmm. because we'll convert to a homeless hotel yeah so incredible keep on with those ideas so it's things like that that i really get pumped about you have a gift like of and i will be there too with my family and we'll all just cry all day it'll be great yeah (laughs) get it all out well amazing i mean you're an inspiration i totally admire um you know what you do with your gifts and your talents and and thank you for having ideas and not being scared to yeah. To go after them, even though maybe your initial, scared. well, <laughs> but even if your initial thought is, oh, I can't, yeah. that you forge ahead. Well, yeah, it's a big point to discuss because the fear is always still there. Mm-hmm. Every day I still have yeah. my resistance and I can't. And because people ask me all the time, when did you overcome fear? I'm like, I didn't. You know, I'm terrified every day, but I just know that, um, you know, God gives us these ideas for a reason. They're like little paper wads of messages he gives us. We have to go, you know, try to make them happen. And so despite our own voices of resistance and doubt and all that. Hmm. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing uh, some of this with us today. And then we'll we'll get into an, an adoption talk. Cool. And uh, put that on another episode so that people can good. check that out if they've been interested. And I feel like. I'm going to be maybe soaking up. You've been an adopted parent longer mm-hmm. than I have. Oh so if you, if you have any from, wisdom. Learn from each other. Or just even yeah. parenting in general, because you do have two biological children as well. So, but thank you for coming on today. And then definitely y'all check out Jeremy, uh, jeremycowart.com. It's where you can find all the things and he will be back. All right, I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in-store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. 
You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in store. All right. So I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14 karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like I want research. I want to know like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my Ritual Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start ritual or add essential for women. 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Second thing. Okay, if you're like me, sometimes you need a little motivation hack. And I saw this one that Mel Robbins posted. Her Instagram handle is at Mel Robbins, M-E-L-R-O-B-B-I-N-S. Now I will say my next three things 
that I'm sharing with you. So first thing was Jeremy, and then there's this thing, and then I've got an avocado like trick that I learned coming up, and then this crazy cracker that you might need to buy if you're wanting to like eat a cracker, but also suppress your appetite. So I learned the next three things all on Instagram. So I'll be giving the handles of people that I follow where I learn this stuff. And this one came from Mel Robbins account. And she did this whole post on working out on vacation, how she even motivates herself to do it. And she does so by giving herself a reward and why she does it is based on science. So I'm just going to go ahead and read her post. So when you hear me talking, these are her words. This is her talking. So she said, how do I get my booty to yoga? Even when I'm on vacation, I always buy myself a treat afterward. Why science try this habit hack. If you struggle to exercise like me, use this trick to force yourself to get it done. You know, I love my research. So this is all based on science. It works like a charm. First, let's talk about habits. Habits have three parts, the trigger, the pattern you repeat, and the reward. Here's how I use three parts of habit to hack motivation. One, place the trigger. I lay my clothes out the night before, and when I walk into my closet, boom, seeing them on the floor triggers me to remember the commitment I made to exercise. Two, do it anyway. To force myself to repeat the pattern I hate, I use the five-second rule Five, four, three, two, one, get out the door and remind myself that even though I don't want to and I don't feel like it, I'm going to do it anyway. Three, the reward. This is the most important part of creating a new habit. You must reward yourself. I always, always get myself an iced latte after I exercise. Here's why. Your brain remembers the iced latte is the reward. So when you see your exercise clothes on the floor of the closet, you don't even think about exercise. You crave an iced latte. When you are in kickboxing or the gym or on the yoga mat, your mind drifts to the iced latte. It's freaky and trust me, it works like a charm. Okay, so there you have it. That's the motivation hack that I saw on Mel's Instagram and I thought I would share it with y'all. So be thinking about the new habit that you want to create and maybe what's the reward that you can give yourself that will help you hack motivation to make that new behavior a habit. Because a lot of times the things are new, it's hard to get in the routine. And so I love that Mel shared this. So in case this is something you need, you need to try those three things. Place the trigger, do it anyway, and then reward yourself. Boom. Here we So for this third thing, if you like avocados like me and you also like getting the most avocado possible, like most meat out of there possible, you're going to love this avocado tip. Like I never knew there was a trick to buying avocados ever until I saw at Lil Sipper post it on Instagram. Like this is a game changer for me and buying avocados. And if you already know about this tip, like why haven't you shared it with me? But maybe you've never heard of this either, but it's a game changer. So round, smooth-skinned avocados have larger seeds. Pear-shaped, bumpy-skinned avocados have smaller seeds. Now, of course, I have bought both kinds. I just kind of like think which one I feel like looks best or I feel like which one is ripe and ready to buy or whatever. Like I never, I, I buy both and I never really knew why. And I know when I cut into them that the seeds are different sizes, but I never thought about how I'm actually getting more avocado or I could actually know what size the seed is going to be before I even buy it and cut it open. So the point is you're mostly buying the seed and getting less meat with smooth skins. Like try it for yourself. 
Lil Sipper challenge you to try this, challenges you to try this for yourself. So definitely go for the pear-shaped bumpy skinned avocados. And another thing that I learned from Lil Sipper, and this is from a while back, I'm just like pulling this out of the vault, but you can actually freeze avocado. Yeah, she does it because sometimes she'll just use like a fourth avocado in a smoothie or she'll just take a bite out of it or she wants it to spread on something and she doesn't eat the whole thing. So she puts the rest in the freezer and then you can like throw it in to smoothies and it's already frozen. Boom. Or you can make avocado ice cream or maybe even just thaw it out and eat it again and and it's fine. And then if you're trying to avoid avocados from turning brown, here's another tip just from the back of my brain that a lot of people sometimes still don't know about, but you can squeeze lemon or lime on top and it won't turn brown. Like the citric acid in the juice is going to keep the browning at bay, which is an awesome tip. Just squeeze it on there and then put in an air airtight container um, to like get as much protection as possible. Um, don't just like throw it into the fridge, but airtight container. And then your guacamole or your avocado isn't going to have that nasty brown color on top that people aren't really going to want to eat. Like my kids, if they see any brown, they're like, oh, it's ruined. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's fine. But if you're wanting to avoid that, squeeze a little lemon or lime on top. On top. Which speaking of avocados more, who knew I had so much avocado knowledge in my brain right now, but I did legit just see this article about this giant avocado you can stay in. It's called the avocado <laughs> and it's taking reservations, but it's in Australia. So I know that that's pretty far to go, but it's located in Sydney. And if you're going, maybe you, maybe you're listening right now and you're like, oh my gosh, so crazy. I'm actually planning on going to Sydney. Well, maybe you could try, or you could try to stay in the avocado. Yeah, because it's literally shaped like an avocado. It sleeps up to two adults. It's got avocado-themed decor. It's air-conditioned. There's an electrical outlet near the bed, but no Wi-Fi or internet, just so you know, because heads up on that, that's important. And there's even a little seating area, but again, it's like the shape of an avocado, so it's not very big. And it includes linens and towels. It does not include a shower or a toilet, so... You can go to booking.com if you want to know more information, but there are public facilities nearby that are open to guests if you need like a shower or a toilet. But how cool would it be to say you stayed in the avocado? So I don't know. I just thought that that was like an interesting thing. Like I literally started talking about avocados and then I remembered seeing the article about the avocado. So I thought I would share that with y'all. I mean, you never know what you're going to learn here. Okay, so now it's time to talk about this crazy cracker that has lots of fiber and it'll suppress your appetite. And I learned about it from the Skinny Confidential. And pretty much I tried the crackers and liked them. So I'm out. I don't have any crackers for my husband to try. He never has tried them, but he's here with me now to kind of sprinkles. do this podcast with me. Well, first, before you try the sprinkles, you know how I eat rice cakes a lot? Like mm-hmm. we go through, my kids even love rice cakes. I love they to. They just don't know any better. Put all no, they do know better. You sure? And they yes, they like them, and I like that they like them because I'd rather them eat that than you know kettle corn. So I put almond butter, tahini. Go ahead while I'm talking. You can try. You're gonna try the Scandinavian fiber sprinkle. What do you think? Pretty pretty mm, bland. It's definitely well. It's definitely like I can tell. There's a it's wholesome. Hmm. Like it's, there's some there's, fiber up yeah, in there. Definitely some fiber in there. Okay. So on my rice cakes, I always put almond butter, avocado, you know, maybe some blueberries, some 
you know, not with the avocado, but with a nut butter, um, some stevia, maybe sprinkle some sea salt and then it's salty sweet with the nut butter. And I realized with the rice cakes, I'm getting a lot of carbs, but no fiber. And so if you put the same thing that I'm obsessed with putting on rice cakes on these like fiber crackers, then you're getting way less carbs and way more fiber. And we all need fiber in our diet, like especially the older that we get. So the Skinny Confidential, start following her. She's awesome. She was in Europe and she saw these girls eating these crackers out of this weird packaging. And she was like, and these like, you know, skinny girls. And not that you have to be skinny, but I mean, she was just like into their bodies, not overly thin, but like they've got, they had great skin and hair and all the things. So clearly they were taking care of their bodies. And so she's like, Mm -hmm. what are they eating? And as she zoomed in, she figured out they were eating these crazy crackers, the Gigi crackers. And she says, what can you put this on? Can you put like a salad or a... Well, so those are the sprinkles. So yes, you can sprinkle them into something. I have been adding them to my oatmeal. Again, I still love the carbs, but oatmeal doesn't have that much fiber. So I have been sprinkling that in and adding it to my oatmeal and it's adding fiber. And I think that it is helping. Oh, it says on the front. What does it say? It says uh, salads, desserts, mm. um, like a cupcake, cereal. I don't know about that. And baking. Yeah. I've even put it in like a little cup and I poured some almond milk on top and added some liquid stevia to it just for a little sweetness. And it's like I'm eating, you know that, did you ever eat like bran? Yeah, but only when we're out of other things. Brands, like if your mom had bran, if you're out of like oh. a cool cereal. So yeah, anyway, Ben just sampled the sprinkles and that's all I have left oh, because good. I went through the crackers, y'all. Good the crackers night. are legit. I will say they're pricier than rice cakes, but you're eating less because it does, at least for me, it oh, has made me not want to eat more. Like I do feel like, okay, I ate it. That was satisfying. I'm good. I'm done. So- I got them on Amazon. Seriously? I didn't make it up. There's a phone ringing. We have a phone? We have a phone for the podcast. Huh. Let's answer it. Is it Gigi? Hello? Hello? Mm. It's an automated, important announcement for people. Oh. Oh, awesome. Between If you're between ages 18 and 85, there's a new burial plan. Is that kind oh. of morbid? Well, we should suggest Gigi Scandinavian fiber sprinkles so that they live longer. <laughs> yeah. In between 1885. <laughs> yeah, if you're 85, sprinkles. you need these Gigi sprinkles in your <laughs> life, probably. So, anyway, these crackers are dubbed the appetite control cracker. I've mentioned that, but here is the actual legit description from the crackers the appetite control. Cracker GG Scandinavian brand crisp bread has the highest dietary fiber and is an all natural, traditionally baked Scandinavian crisp bread. At just 12 calories a slice and two net carbs, GG is ideal for those who are trying to lose weight or maintain a healthy body weight. Now, listen here, I'm not, po- you know, putting this out there as some like diet miracle food by any means, but I'm just saying for me, it's been a great alternative to my rice cake addiction. Well, sometimes you just get snacky. Like you just want to snack. I get, but what I'm saying is I just need something. I get snacky and I have the rice cakes and I'm in it probably having more than I should, but with the bland crackers, (laughs) 
you don't want anymore. Like you're satisfied. Like it, it fulfills that you put the awesome toppings on top, like skinny confidential in her blog post about it. She puts like suggestions as to how to eat them and her favorite flavors. And in the blog post, she mentions Kelly Levesque, our girl Kelly, Be Well Mm -hmm. by Kelly. She said that she reached out to Kelly and she said that they are a great fiber source. So that's awesome. I trust her. And they have them in flavors uh, like raisin and honey. And they even have a pumpkin flavored one. I think that's what I need to order next. I did the honey for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll, order those. And again, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I'll put the stuff on my Amazon page so that you know what these, because it might be confusing yeah, for you to find. And you might be like, am I buying like, the Gigi right? Gigi is literally G and The right, the right one. But just to make sure you get the right ones in case you're interested. But she has like, she said she does like maybe peanut butter or raw almond butter. And then she mashes up raspberries on top. So it's like a peanut butter and jelly. Nice. Or you could do, which I do this on my rice cake, but now I'm doing it on my Gigi Scandinavian crackers. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. It looks like it's from, I mean, it is from another country. That's why, it, but it looks foreign. Yeah, like if you see this in your pantry, you're going to be like, <laughs> what is this? Um, but you could do some avocado with some sea salt and maybe some cayenne pepper and some sprouts and a little mustard or something. Like that would be really yummy. I think this would just be, for me, like especially at dinner time, just a good thing, like fill or throw on a salad. Like no kidding. Just sprinkle on like, there. Just sprinkle it on there and it would be just kind of hold you over, just be more. It adds more. The more fiber you add to your meals, the better. Which Kelly Levesque, I know we mentioned her, and I talk about her all the time and how I want to get her on the podcast, Be Well by Kelly, and I I will. We have communicated about it. It just hasn't been nailed down. But her four main things in her Fab Four plan is protein, um, fiber, greens, and fat. So that is what she says to focus on. And I think a lot of times we don't realize that we're not having any fiber. So there you go. You can, like Ben was saying, sprinkle some of these (laughs) Scandinavian fiber sprinkles on your meals to get it. Or you can get the actual crackers and make little snacks. She even suggests here, Ben, you'll like this one. These crackers are a great vehicle for turkey or ham. You can get creative here with mustard, hummus, or a spicy sauce and make a little Scandinavian oat brand turkey cracker we make sandwich. nachos out of it? Like what? I don't think so, babe. Mm. I don't know. And then what, what would, we don't eat dairy, so what would the cheese be? Well, you don't have to put cheese on nachos. You can put like fresh. Black beans and salsa? Yeah, black, and like cut up uh, vegetables and onions and jalapenos and all kinds of stuff. It I don't feel like these have a Mexican feel. They're more Scandinavian. Just, like, you need to get outside the box. <laughs> They get, they, get, they get along fine. Yeah, but I love that you I you had not tried them before. I made you try them right here, right before we got that random phone call. Just seeing and how I can scoop up my favorite stuff. What about you, pizza? Can I make a, yes. a crust out of it? The Skinny Confidential talks about that. Done. She See, says pizza is a great same idea. Page, same you page. can do maybe some sauce if you do eat cheese, like some mm-hmm. grass-fed mozzarella or something on there. Ooh, or goat cheese goat would cheese be amazing. That's our dairy exception. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not... I'll have dairy. I'm not saying it's like a no, no, no. Like I will consume it, but I tend to feel better and notice my skin is better when I avoid dairy. But I do love me some goat cheese, which my body does digest differently than other types of cheese. So that's why I allow myself to have it more. But any hoosie, there you go. There's the crazy cracker that I wanted to recommend to you and to also tell you if you're not following um, Skinny Confidential, you should. Her website is the skinnyconfidential.com and 
She also has an Instagram page on there. You can find like Facebook. She blogs like crazy. Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube. Her and her husband do a podcast. So look like us, babe. Mm-hmm. No, they're they're like legit. They've been they. She has like tons of followers, and you know, she her husband communicates. You're not even saying anything. Well, you keep talking. When am I going to start? <laughs> when am I supposed to talk? I'm just looking at you. If you take well, a breath, I, I'll talk. Because <laughs> I was saying, like, they have a podcast, and I started talking about it. And you were just staring at me, like, okay. I'm waiting for the go. pause. Mm-hmm. Okay, I paused. Yeah, that's amazing. Great couple. Congrats Work together. To them. Mm-hmm. We should listen to it together. See if we Can't can get wait. some tips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they talk about some pretty. They get risque sometimes. Talk about topics that we probably wouldn't talk about, which is fine. I love that they do it. What are you talking about? You crushed me from the first time I was on a podcast. I didn't cry. No, but we didn't talk about dirty things or. We talked about infertility on day one. Okay. That... Podcast zero one zero 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 one was. Hey, wow. so let's talk about for infertility. <laughs> if, if that's your definition of risque, then that's interesting. Wow. <laughs> okay. This concludes the podcast. Well, we've got the email shout out coming up, which I've done already. Full Wait. disclosure, I already recorded that before. I recorded this with my husband. This is the fourth thing. Full transparency. Mm-hmm. Full transparency. I mean, you know, we don't keep anything from you when the phone rings in the middle of the podcast and we don't stop and start recording again. I'm not sure how Do professional we know that, that number? is. I don't even know the number, but I guess now it's a number that exists because it's a number I can call to do interviews on for the podcast. So I guess it's a number out there now. I mean, these... Somebody has it. Telemarketer people, they... Mm-hmm. The number, bots. All number, the bots have it. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. All the bots. Okay, over and out. Okay, that's it. That's the four things for today's episode. A big thank you to Jeremy for coming on. And he will be back. But if y'all want to follow him on Instagram, his handle is Jeremy Cowart. Just that. So J-E-R-E-M-Y-C-O-W-A-R-T, like cow art. Um, So definitely give him a follow, especially if you're into anything that he was saying and his cool projects. And I don't know. He's just super inspiring. And As y'all know, this is typically, well, maybe you don't know, maybe you're a new listener and you have no idea, but typically at the end of each episode, I do an email shout out. Last week with Trisha Yearwood, I didn't do an intro or an outro because my time with Trisha, Trisha, excuse me, was so long and I didn't want to add more to it. Um, So apologize for not having the email shout out on that one. But today we've got one. And it's from Samantha. So here you go. Hey, Amy, I only recently started listening to the podcast, so I sort of started out of order. I decided to go back and start from the beginning, and I listen to an episode every day on my way home from work. I'm a few episodes deep now, and I've debated about even writing this email, but the unanswered prayers episode really resonated with me and had me in tears on my ride home. My husband and I have struggled with infertility for almost 10 years. I related with you when you spoke about seeing a negative test month after month and how soul-crushing it is and asking God, why me? I cannot say that I've always been the most religious person, and I wasn't sure if I entirely believed in the term, it happens for a reason. At the beginning of this year, we decided to try a new approach to our journey. That new approach brought to life 
a major health issue that we had no idea I had. Had I gotten pregnant not knowing about this condition, it could have ended fatally for both me and an unborn child. It caused me to take a step back and assess my situation. It made me really question if there was a reason all along we were not getting pregnant. Maybe this was the reason. Maybe God knew all along, but my impatient mind couldn't see that. I felt like this was an unanswered prayer and I just had to be patient. Sorry, this is a long email, but something inside of me told me I had to thank you for the words you spoke in that episode. Okay, so thank you, Samantha, for that email. I'm glad you decided to share it, even though you debated about even writing it, because it's emails like this that remind me why, you know, we're on here. Sometimes I'm on here like talk, feel like I'm talking to myself, but this helps me know that y'all are out there and things are resonating with you and they mean something to you. So whether it's, you know, a topic that I've chosen or a guest that I have had on, like if it touches y'all in, um, you know, one way or another, um, or at least even just one of you, not even multiple of you, then I know that I've done my job and that warms my heart a lot. So thank you, Samantha, for writing the email. Thank you to everybody that sends emails in. Sorry, I can't always read all of them on the air, but definitely do appreciate it and appreciate y'all listening and subscribing and writing and reviewing. And Samantha's going all the way back to the beginning, even though she just recently started the podcast. So if you haven't gone back to listen to some old episodes, maybe you could do like she does and listen to one every day while you're driving to or from work or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then if you want to go review, then five stars. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Unless, you know, you really feel like it's five stars. (laughs) And then maybe write something nice. That'd be cool. Because my boss is like that. Okay, thanks. Bye. Uh. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tight, tighten up your core, Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. 
And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.